Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com, we've done your homework. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, November 10th. As you all know, Mark and I love Wednesdays. It's all downhill from here. You know, what I realized is that as we're heading here into, you know, the second, third week of November, I started thinking about Thanksgiving and I don't really know what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Are you are you going to stay around New York City and do the game plan of stay local, go watch the balloons get blown up or what are you going to do? All right. So Mark's going to stay in New York. So keep an eye out for him if you're watching the parade on TV, because he might be there with his kid. Did I tell you about my excitement for Thanksgiving Day and what my game plan is? Okay, here it is, gang. Don't be jealous. I have a 97-year-old mother-in-law who is in assisted living. You know what? She, uh, When you're 97, you just don't have a lot of teeth left. So she's into all soft foods. So this is going to be our exciting Thanksgiving. We are making like mashed root vegetables, mashed potatoes. I'm making turkey soup. That's kind of it. And like some very soft dessert, maybe uh, it could be like tiramisu. It could be like, frankly, it could be chocolate pudding. I don't know. That's what we're doing. What do you mean? Oh, Mark is lamenting that the the creator of tiramisu passed away. I'm sorry to hear that for you. You're, you're a fan of that dessert, aren't you? Okay, so anyone wants to know Mark's favorite dessert, tiramisu. I don't really have a favorite dessert. My favorite dessert is, as my mother always likes to say, a half order of pasta. (laughs) If you've got a financial question and you want to tell us what you're doing for Thanksgiving, let us know. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click on the contact button. Today, we are joined by Dawn from Maryland. And Dawn, I was teasing you and myself, which is the word D-A-W-N is a hard one for a New Yorker to say, but I'm going to try to not butcher it every single time. So welcome to the program, Dawn. How did I do? That's perfect. I'm so happy to be here, Jill, with you oh, and Mark. God, it's, it's so much fun. What Do you have big Thanksgiving plans ahead? Are you cooking? What's your story? You know, I'm lucky I get to go to someone else's house and just Mm. bring stuff and then they do all the cleanup. So I feel pretty lucky. I'll tell you what, I would be happy to go to someone else's house and clean. But (laughs) if you want to hang with me and my 97-year-old mother-in-law, who's 
who, by the way, under the best of circumstances, when she was 67 or 77, was a little cranky. Things have gotten a little bit worse, she says facetiously. So anyone wants to come with me, come on. We're ready to rock and roll. Dawn, what's going on? What can we do for you? So, well, first I want to thank you and Mark, because I think you guys do an incredible public service in helping build people's financial literacy, because oh. it's just not something that's done, you know, for in school. So, so thank you guys. I've learned so much from you guys over the years. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, Mark says that public service sounds like a nonprofit. He now is demanding a pension. Let me see if I can get us into some sort of union that would do that. Um, <laughs> Dawn, continue. Thank you for those lovely words. We appreciate it, really. So, Jill, I turned 50 this year. Oh, um, congratulations. Yeah, thank Welcome you. Welcome to excited. the FU50s. It's a great <laughs> place to be. You don't care what anyone thinks. That is that is very true. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a single mom, but my son is grown and he's on his own and he gets very minimal support from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished paying off his college education. And Good for now, you. Yeah, it's exciting. And now I really want to plan for my own retirement. Okay. I don't plan to retire until like 70 at the earliest, mm-hmm. but I have been late to really save for retirement. Um, I've always worked in the nonprofit sector, mm-hmm. and so I haven't had like tons of excess income, you know, plus raising a kid as a single mom uses up all your resources. Absolutely. You're, you're working right now. How much do you earn? About 185000 a year. But you live in a high cost market. So, so some fee- people will hear this. Oftentimes we'll, ha- we'll talk to people and they'll be like, oh, you only talk to rich people because maybe if you make $185,000 a year in certain markets, it sounds like a lot of money, but in a lot of high cost markets, you know, whether it's the DC general Metro or the Boston or the Bay area or New York, sometimes 185 sounds like a lot and it, it doesn't feel like a lot. So I understand that. In working for this nonprofit, do you have a retirement plan? I do. I have a 401k and mm-hmm. I have a 457b. Oh, okay. So how much is in each of those plans right now? I have two 401ks, one at Fidelity, one at Vanguard, total 215000 mm-hmm. And I have about 20000 in the 457b. I just started putting money in there this year. How much are you contributing to each of these plans? So I'm maxing out both the 401k and um, the 457b. So like, I'm going to try to put away 50000 a year at wow. least. So you're not a big spender. You're like, you're plowing the money that you were spending on the kid now into retirement. Correct. Yes. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And of course, the best part about turning 50, that extra catch-up contribution. Exactly. So, so maxing out. Yeah. Good. Will you be entitled to any pension? No, there's no pension. Okay, but you will be entitled to Social Security. Yes, and I will not pull Social Security till I'm 70, but obviously, you know, the estimated amount is $4,000 per month, and I, I don't feel... I feel a little cynical about it being 4000 per month. It might be less. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it would probably be all right. But anyway, uh, where do you live? Do you have your own home or do you rent? I do. I own my own place. Um, I have a uh, about 15 years left on the loan. It's at 2.5%. And 2.5%? And yeah. there's about 185000 left to pay on it. What do you think the house is worth? Hmm, 320 maybe. Okay. That's great. What else um, do you have that's outstanding in terms of debt? You said you paid off the kids' student loans. Do you have any other debt that's outstanding? I have my student loans that I've Get been, out of here. been paying off since 2008. 
What's super exciting, though, is even though I have 78000 left, paid down yeah. from 200000 I do think that this might be forgiven under the new public service loan forgiveness, the expansion <sighs> of that under Biden. So fingers crossed. I right, I'm not most- going to worry about it. I'm not because yeah. I think you're going to get it also. So that's great. Yeah. Remember, scrupulous le- records is what is the key oh, to all of this, right? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I have a car that'll be paid off in three years, but it's at 0.9% interest. All right. That's not bad. I probably have 10000 in credit card debt. What? 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 Why is there 10000 in credit card debt? You know, because I made this decision that I wanted to power save and get money in my account so that if mm. I had overages, I'd rather put it, I have a very low interest credit card that I'd rather put myself in a little bit of credit card debt and put more money in the 401ks. Because you have credit card debt, do you have no emergency reserve fund? I have only like $6,000, but I'm working on that. I'm like, my heart hurts a little bit right this second because I'm like going to tell you the thing that you don't want to hear, which is I really need that credit card debt paid off, even if it means that you put a little bit less money in the 457 plan. Like, I just don't like that as a habit and I don't like it out there. I'll do it. Okay. I'm thinking that like you max out 401k, all right? And you put in the $26,000 a year. Whatever cash flow you have available, you pay down the credit card and you establish that emergency reserve fund and get it up to the six months that you really need. So how much do you think you spend every month? Probably about five, fifty five hundred. I think because you work in a nonprofit, it's not like you're going to get some big bonus, right? Right. Exactly. Right. And you're going to stay in this house? Yeah. No extra payments on the house? No. When did you get this two and a half percent 15 year note? I did it about a year ago. Whenever well, there's the problem with the cash flow. I see it right there. Yeah. It's because of that, that, you know, you did it already. I'm not going to go back and, and change that. But had you called me a year and a half ago, I would have said, no, 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 do a 30. Only because of this exact situation, which is we need your cash flow not to go into the paying down of the debt. We need the cash flow to go into maintaining your lifestyle, which means no credit card debt with, you know, so you're going to pay for the stuff you need and funding the emergency reserve fund. It's done. I don't want to go crazy with it. Maybe what I might do just in case you did have an emergency, since you really don't have money, I think that I would establish, but not draw down a home equity line of credit. And what that would mean is that, you know, you'd go to whoever holds the note of your mortgage and you say, I need a line of credit. I'm thinking about doing some work in my house. It's not really a lie. You may want to do work in your house, but really you can just get a line of credit established. Whatever they'll give you as a line of credit, again, a line is established, but not drawn down. You are not allowed to draw this down unless like a serious emergency were to arise. You've got 320s, 200, maybe let's just pretend. Let's say they, okay, you can have $75,000 line of credit. Now it's outstanding. It's, it's established, but not drawn down. So that if something horrible happened, you have the line, you have it available. You don't have to draw it down again, but it's there for you. So I would establish a, a home equity line of credit. Don't draw it down. Number two, all free cash flow goes to paying down credit card debt and funding your emergency reserve fund. And once those things are paid off, once the credit card's paid off, the emergency fund is, it, then you can slowly start to put money into the 457 again. Not immediately. You don't have to do it in one fell swoop. 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Let me just ask you though. I mean, the the growth in the in the retirement accounts has I been. I know it's so good, so good, and the interest rate on the credit card is like six point nine percent. I know, so, but I can. Yeah. Let me just tell you something. How are you going to feel? How are you going to feel when the market goes down twenty percent? And it will. Okay, at some point. So it's not to say that ideally we want you to obviously be maxing both of these things out. And yes, over the next 20 years while you're still working, of course, you're going to earn a bunch of money in that account. But I can't get you a guaranteed 6.9% return anywhere. Guaranteed, remember, right? Because think of it this way. If I knew right now, if I went to every single private equity firm and said, oh, I will give you a risk-free 6.9% net return. They would never invest in anything else. They would say, oh, I will take that right now. And so what you're really saying to me is a guarantee of 6.9% return is not as good as a potential 14% return on a good year and a 14% minus year on a bad year. That's just crazy town. Of course, the 6.9% is the best return you're going to get without any risk. So you have money that's there. You got a couple hundred thousand that's invested. Everything is great. You're on track to, you know, keep working and put money away. But honest to God, this is one of those things that we want to nip it right now while the cash flow is good. The kid's done. The 401ks are a bit really aggressive. I've got 80% in index funds with very low fees and the rest in bonds. Is that too aggressive for my age? Uh, yeah, no, no. Like, how did you feel when the market fell apart in 2020? I have been persuaded by you that I need to chill and just write it out. And at the end of the day, it'll be fine. I mean, look, I am not an 80-20 investor. Mark is, and he's younger than both you and, and me. If you're okay with it, then that's fine. You do have like a 20-year time horizon. So you're saying, I am going to work for 20 years. You know, maybe as you start to, you know, wind, you know, you're just 50. So maybe in five years, you're like, I'm going to go 70, 30. And maybe five years after that, you go, I'm 60, 40, and now I'm going to let it ride. But what, let, you know, if you're not bothered by it, I'm not bothered by it. I just don't love risk myself. Okay, good. And so you feel like I'm okay, even though I don't have big numbers in my retirement account, you still think I'll be okay in 20 years to retire. Okay, Mark ran the numbers and he said that once we see Don pay down the credit card debt and emer establish the emergency reserve fund, putting 50 grand a year away. So after you do that, for the years that you're going to be working ahead of you, that you're going to basically, you're on track to accumulate about two and a half million bucks. Now, what's really nice about that is that at age 70, I think you will get social security, but let's say it's four grand a month, that two and a half million dollars will fund the money that you need, right? Because you need in today's dollars, you said $5,500 a month. In the future, you know, that number is going to be adjusted for inflation. So let's just say you're going to need $7,000 a month, okay, in future dollars. Well, you'll have some money that comes from Social Security, the four grand, and the three grand a month will come from the two and a half million dollars that you accumulate. So I think you're in good shape, but you're not going to be in good shape if you play these funny mathematical slash mental gymnastics. Pay down the credit card, get the emergency reserve funded. Get that line of credit just in case and then start putting your 50 grand a year away. I think that sounds great. And I'm okay. not planning to, uh, I don't have any long-term care because I just figure I won't need it because my parents didn't need it or I'll just fund it myself out of the two and a half million. Yeah. 
Yeah, and not, you know, you'll just put it on your kid, that poor grown son of yours. <laughs> He's really going to have a lot. But luckily, he has no student loans. Exactly. That's true. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like this whole story, and I want to go back and relitigate it at a different time, but I want to let Dawn go because this, to me, is the insanity of where we are with education in the United States of America, where this single mom is clawing her way up the ladder to get to financial stability. She's paying off her kids' student loans while she has her own student loans. It's killing me right now. It's killing me. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. Don, is he on his own, really? He is. He, he gets very minimal support from me. You know, it's Why mostly- any support? Um, because he's in a very kind of fledgling field and um, he's still just getting started. And, and Let him, like, he'll do yeah. it. Let him go out and do it. Stop yeah. helping him. Okay. Got it. All right. Mark, anything else? He's 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 now laughing at me. Go well, off. It's, it's it's lovely to talk to you guys. And look, I I I, I totally appreciate what you're saying. The irony of, of this, but I paid off his college loans because I just couldn't bear to see him deal with it, but I am very grateful for this expansion of public service loan forgiveness. Okay, I'm really, I'm mostly it, it happy for you. Yeah, Dawn, I'm very excited. Thanks. Go to you fight both. the fight. Thank you so Thank much you, for friends. giving us a shout. If you like Dawn, need help and just sort of nudging that kid outside of the parental income stream, give us a call. I mean, certainly I, the non-parent, would be delighted to give you that advice. JillOnMoney.com. And you click the contact button. You tell us what your question is. While you're on the website, please sign up for our free weekly newsletter. We are trying to get to a certain benchmark, getting closer and closer. And if you have anything else on your mind, the contact button is always there for you. You've got the great resource section. You can watch TV segments. Try to lift someone up today. We really would appreciate that because it's good to put good juju in the universe. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 